What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bitcoin and Markets. My name is Ansel Lindner. What's up, guys? Going to preface this episode like I did the last one. This was recorded prior to my vacation, but there is some good quality content here, so I'm going to put it out for your guys' listening pleasure. Hope you enjoy. Catch you back up on more recent episodes on the next release. All right, let's start the show. Today we have kind of a quick live stream. Uh, there's lots of action going on with the price, so we're going to talk about the price. We're going to talk about the Bitcoin tax situation that's come up in the last 24 hours in the United States. And that's about it. Maybe just talk a little bit about what this means for the future and all of that stuff. What we do here on the show is we talk about macro. We talk about, of course, Bitcoin. We try to understand Bitcoin, understand how Bitcoin is going to fit into the broader picture going forward, get a good understanding of what's happening. So we don't like in times like right now, when the price is dipping, that we don't become weak hands and sell. We're also building somewhat of a community over there on telegram really enjoying all of the interaction over there uh, keeps us sane in this era of wokeism and this era of you know censorship and and all of this stuff and when we're always constantly on electronics all the time it's good to have a community and that's what i like to build for the for this podcast so check out t.me forward slash bitcoin and markets i'm live streaming over there i'm also live streaming on youtube right now and on Twitter. So check out at Ansel Linder on Twitter and the YouTube is BTC Market Update. New channel, doing good things over there. Let's see, today is Friday. Happy Friday. It is the Friday before spring break for me. I have four kids, so we definitely know when spring break is and we like to take a little vacation. So I'm going to be off next week. No live streams for me next week. No real content other than going to be on FedWatch. So FedWatch has really been hitting it out of the park here lately. We've had some gigantic, gigantic five-digit numbers over on Rumble. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Find the Bitcoin Magazine YouTube and Rumble channels. Subscribe. And every Thursday at 1230 Eastern, we go live. And we do a similar show to this, a little bit more into the very specifics of central bank news. Like we talk about monetary policy from around the world and stuff, but it is tied into Bitcoin, just like this show is tied into Bitcoin. Um, this is the, I would say the, the longest running Bitcoin and macro show right here, Bit, Bitcoin and markets been going since 2016 and continually trying to update, continually trying to evolve with my content. So uh, thank you everybody for joining me on this Friday. Like, share, subscribe, comment on YouTube and all that. So, okay, let's get into the price. A couple of things I noticed about this. First off, we did come back down and touch the 100 day, uh, went through that to the 200 day moving average. And it has bounced so far on a pretty nice bounce. We'll see what happens for the rest of the day. But a few other things are concerning me on this chart. First off, the 50-day moving average is starting to slope downward. And that is never a good sign. Let me go back in time here and see. So here's an example. Early 2022, March. So pretty much a year ago in 2022, it looked like we were breaking out. 
we bounced off the 200 day. Oh, that's okay. You know, we're going to just reset, retest the 50 day, the 50 day turned over. And once that 50 day turned over, that was the end of that apparent bounce and breakout all the way to the top in November of 2021. Everything was looking good. We test the 50 day, then the 50 day turned over. And that was the end of things on that one. End of September, early October of 2021. There was a little dip in the 50 day, but it quickly reversed. So we do have a chance to quickly reverse. So we do have a few days here, probably a week to turn around and keep that 50 day from really turning negative. The other thing I wanted to bring up is the daily RSI and point BTC on the telegram brought this up first. And he saying that, look, the RSI is all the way reset. Let's see. Yesterday was yesterday was 29. So it was oversold yesterday. So even if we bounce up at our green today, that does mean that we did hit oversold yesterday, which is important. Okay. The market structure is damaged. We have broken through, you know, all of these moving averages on the daily chart. We have broken through horizontal support, the FTX collapse that happened at 21,000. And, you know, being under 20,000, we obviously have broken that horizontal support. So there isn't a lot of support under the price other than simply being oversold and the 200 day moving average. I think that's a big one. So. All of these things together, it's not the end of the world right now. It feels really lousy, in my opinion, because, you know, during 2022, that was speaking from a long-term Bitcoin perspective. Like I've been around Bitcoin for 10 years, almost 11 years, maybe 11 years. I don't know. I've never had such a psychologically draining year as 2022. It was incredibly hard on Bitcoiners everywhere because we didn't get our blow off top. Okay, and every other cycle, we had this exponential move. And when, when things move exponentially, you know, you don't, you can't call the top because it could go another 50%. And you, it, it's just moving so quickly at the end. And we didn't get that move of euphoria this time. And so it's kind of felt like, I mean, yeah, we're double where we were right before COVID. But if you take that all the way back to 2020, back to even to 2019, like we haven't really had a super bull bull run in that time. And so I think 2022 is extremely trying psychologically for Bitcoiners and for the market. And this move was checking all of the boxes, but it hasn't, it hasn't worked out. Let's take a look at some other things here with some other markets oil nothing significant to report 76 dollars a barrel and it seems like every time i talk about it on the show it's at 76 dollars. i don't think this has any oomph in it and if we are heading into recession guys what's going to happen you know demand is going to fall off precipitously there is a danger that this actually instead of what most people have been waiting for a break higher we actually get a break lower in oil. I don't know. I My call for oil is a long-term call. Two to five years, we're going to be lower. 
Um, so we could see a fake out higher before we go lower. So, I, I, but I'm saying long-term, if you're trying to have a long-term vision of what's going on in this, this market, oil is going much lower. Okay. The big story I think is the dollar. So right now the dollar is dumping along with Bitcoin and along with stocks, which is very interesting. You would expect if there was some sort of major crisis coming, if this was a real stock market dump, a real like recessionary moment event, the dollar would spike. And we don't see that at all. We see the dollar down to 104 right now. It got as high as 105.8. And now it's all the way down to 104.4. This does not match at all with what else we're seeing. Another thing we're seeing here is the interest rates on treasuries. The 10-year is down about 20 basis points. The two-year crashed in the last two days, all the way up to from over 5%, crashed all the way down to 4.6% within two days. Now it's recovering a little bit here, but these are big moves. And these are moves of impending doom, <laughs> flight to safety. And in a flight to safety, yes, we would expect risk assets like stocks to sell off, but we'd also expect the dollar to spike. So these things are not matching up. There's something going on here in the market. We had a back and forth on Telegram a little bit, point BTC and I this morning, trying to whittle our way down to exactly what we think is going on. But perhaps this is a big move downward to reset some of these things and we're just you know we're going to see a big bounce we're going to see a big bounce in bitcoin we're going to see a big bounce in stocks but right now not everything is matching is what i'm trying to tell you so this is not a like popping of the everything bubble or anything like that this is some sort of technical move that we're seeing and that that's my takeaway i think that's probably point, point btc's takeaway on this um and yeah, so that's where we're going with price. Okay, let's get on to the tax situation or what has come up very recently this morning, I guess, on taxes. And this is a story from Gadgets360. I'm, I don't know this outlet. I did a quick Google search for a good uh, news story. And this one seemed to be talking, you know, be the most focused on exactly what I wanted to talk about. And the headline is taxes on crypto mining power use to spike next year in U.S. plan outlined. Not this isn't set. Obviously, this is just a plan that has been outlined. <laughs> it's like they're starting to talk about talking about raising taxes on Bitcoin mining. But let's get into this a little bit more. The excise tax for digital asset mining firms would be executed gradually in a decided time frame of three years. The U.S. government is considering several ways to balance its destabilized economy by reeling in more funds into its financial systems. And yeah, another thing that they talked about this morning was not just this uh, Bitcoin mining tax, but also just a capital gains tax in general, doubling the capital gains tax. And they, they were talking, the doubling that I saw, people were talking about 40%, but that is, that's not a doubling. Because right now, as far as I know, it's 15% on long-term capital gains and 30% on short-term capital gains. So 40% is not double of either of those numbers. Um, but it is a rising of 
the capital gains tax. And then I also saw that the business tax, they wanted to ri- raise the business tax as well. All of these tax increases, um, well, I have an opinion, but let's read through this story a little bit more. The crypto mining community in the U.S. could face the burn of these tax hikes as the U.S. government has proposed to raise the taxes on the electricity required for miners. The idea was part of U.S. President Joe Biden's annual budget speech on March 10th. From amending policies around the crypto sector, the Biden administration is reportedly expecting to churn over $24 billion to the U.S. economy. The tax imposed on the electricity usage by crypto mining firms could now go as high as 30% of total cost of electricity that was used to facilitate the mining process in the U.S. While sufficing, the U.S. Treasury is among key reasons, huh? while sufficing, the U.S. Treasury is among key reasons behind this proposal, the U.S. is also looking to curb the excessive environmental impacts that have been known to be byproducts of the energy-intensive crypto mining business. Quote, Firms engaged in digital asset mining could be required to report the amount and type of electricity used as well as the value of that electricity if purchased externally. Firms that produce or acquire power oh, yeah, power off-grid, for example, by using the output of a particular electricity generating plant, would be subject to an excise tax equal to 30% of estimated electricity costs, end quote. That's from the U.S. Treasury's official post. The excise tax for digital asset mining firms would be executed gradually in a decided time frame of three years. It would start at a rate of 10% in the first year, 20% in the second, and 30% thereafter. Bitcoin mining is the process of generating newer Bitcoin tokens I tried to switch crypto to Bitcoin in real time there. So Bitcoin mining is the process of generating newer Bitcoins. Miners are required to solve complex algorithms to validate transactions happening on the blockchain and generate newer tokens as rewards and byproducts. Okay, this is just wrong. Of course, miners are not required to solve complex algorithms. They do it voluntarily. But if they want to, or if they want to get the reward, they must prove that they did the work probabilistically. I mean, it can happen that some miners find it. I mean, it's obviously improbable, but they could find it on the very first hash that they do. Boom. So, no, miners are not required to solve complex algorithms. They do, they do it voluntarily. And it's probabilistic and yada, yada, yada. Um, And they don't, miners do not validate transactions. Nodes validate transactions. Miners order transactions. They could easily order invalid transactions and get the fee. Why wouldn't they want to uh, confirm invalid transactions and get the fee? Well, because the nodes would see it as invalid. So the nodes are the validators. And the miners are the orderers and they don't happen on the blockchain. They are broadcast and they're not on the blockchain until the miners order them into the blockchain. So, yeah, this is I mean, it's obviously an attempt or a good good attempt at trying to explain this in one sentence. But I mean, this is kind of the state of how people understand this. Not very well. Before 2021, China was emerging as the hotspot for crypto miners or Jesus, Bitcoin miners. 
after China imposed a blanket ban on all Bitcoin activities in September 2021, miners flocked to other favorable locations, including Kazakhstan, Russia, El Salvador, as well as regions in the U.S. like Texas, New York, among others. I mean, very little fled to those other jurisdictions. Most of it fled to the United States. Uh, Kazakhstan had an initial surge, but then they had some draconian legislation themselves. And a lot of the miners that probably were destined for Kazakhstan, they ended up coming to the U.S. or Canada or you know somewhere around this area. The U.S. was named as the world's largest Bitcoin mining hub last year by Cambridge researchers. The Bitcoin mining activities in the U.S. See, this is so crazy. They, they say here, Bitcoin mining hub. And in the very next sentence, they call it crypto mining activities. It's Bitcoin mining. Get this crypto garbage out of here. Just drop the whole thing. Drop the whole idea of crypto, okay? We're talking about Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoiners will agree with these people on crypto. Crypto is a scam. And we understand that the regulators are coming after these things if they can. So we don't care about crypto. Regulate crypto all you want. Bitcoin is the thing, all right? It's Bitcoin, not crypto. Lord have mercy, man. The, the Bitcoin mining activities in the U.S. in around 2021 reportedly made up about 37% of global hash rate. Okay, so I'm going to beat a dead horse here. Crypto mining, global hash rate. Does that even make sense to be in the same sentence? No. Anyway, a metric used to measure the computing power used for mining. With the job opportunities that the Bitcoin mining business brings in U.S. states, uh, brings in U.S. What? Uh, let me start that sentence over again. With the job opportunities that the Bitcoin mining business brings in, U.S.'s Kentucky state has begun evaluating cost-effective ways to generate electricity to support the mining industry. Quote, an excise tax on electricity usage by digital asset miners, Bitcoin miners, could reduce mining activities along with its associated environmental impacts and other harms. The increase in energy consumption attributed to the growth of Bitcoin mining has negative environmental effects as well as increased energy prices for those that share an electricity grid with the Bitcoin miners, said, US, said the U.S. government. That's wrong. Bitcoin miners can take up the extra load, right? Well, anybody listening to this live stream right now knows this, that Bitcoin miners, I mean, first off, I'm not a miner. I know several people in the Telegram, they are, they are miners, so they probably know this industry better than I do. But the economics of it is these power plants, they want this extra variable load so that they can operate at peak efficiency. So no, it doesn't increase energy prices. It probably decreases energy prices for these people. And that's the real story. It also pushes the demand for renewables because Bitcoin is going to use as many cheap energy resources as it can. It doesn't, you know, Bitcoin miners don't care if they are using hydropower, nuclear power, flare, gas, or if they're plugged right into the grid. It, they don't care. It is a massive demand for this energy. 
and you need demand for all this energy enable, to enable building out of renewables. The only other option is you crush the economy in order to bring on renewables. And then even that will, the economy will never recover. We'll just be in a state of decline. So no, there is no other option. Bitcoin mining is the only way, I think, to move forward with all of these technologies. But anyway, that's it for this story, this uh, headline. It's again, it's from Gadgets360. It, seems, it says Hindi up here, so I think it's probably Indian news outlet and some of the grammar was not correct. But taxes on m crypto mining power use to spike next year in U.S. plan outlined. I think that one take that I thought was really interesting was Peter Todd. He's he's on a medium short list for who could be Satoshi, but, you know, he's not Satoshi. But anyway, he's been in the space since the very beginning, been in Bitcoin since the very beginning. And he says that a 30% tax on electricity used will likely make mining even more decentralized by giving a 30% advantage to operate integrated production mining operations, e.g. flare gas, on-site solar, on-site wind, etc. It'll also give a 30% advantage to small-scale, undocumented miners. Huge, huge plus here. Very, very interesting way to look at it. Overall, um, my opinion is all of these regulations or all these taxes that are coming out, it's a tax proposal by Biden, extremely unpopular president with dementia and wet, uh, the personality of a wet towel. He can't rally any support for this. And it's a split Congress, hyper-partisan Congress. I mean, I, I'm not a congressional historian or anything like that, but it's probably one of the most contentious partisan atmospheres in Congress in a century, maybe even going back to the Civil War era. That's how contentious it is right now. And all of these, these conservatives, they don't want more taxes. They believe in more free market. They're more free market oriented in a Reagan-esque type way. They also don't like these foreign wars. You know, Biden wants to squeeze $24 billion out of my Bitcoin miners, but is fine spending $120 billion sending that over to the ill-fated Ukraine proxy war. So there's all sorts of stuff that this is just crazy. I don't think that there's a, it's extremely unlikely to happen. I don't know, less than a percent that it's going to happen. Anyway, guys, that's all I have for this Friday. Thank you for joining me again. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is Bitcoin and Markets. Check out bitcoinandmarkets.com. The Telegram link is t.me forward slash Bitcoin and Markets, all spelled out. The YouTube channel is BTC Market Update. And follow me on Twitter at Ansel Lindner. Thanks for joining me, guys, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.